Welcome. To Arcade Audio. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? <laughs> Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. <laughs> Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. What was the name of that bullshit show we just turned off? The Parent Test? Yeah, The Parent Test. So there's a show on, on national broadcast television. Prime Time. Called, this is how desperate networks are for shows. Called The Parent Test. And the basically... I haven't seen any of it. You actually got suckered in and watched one. Suckered in. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is literally like that show, What Would You Do? Not the, not the Nickelodeon one, but there was another bullshit primetime show that ABC ran out there. It was like people in like real world situations. No, that's an actually, like, that's a legit thing. They do that in a lot of places. Right, but it was a show called What Would You Do on ABC, right? Yeah. So it's like the exact same thing, but instead it's people watching parents... No. In certain situations? No. Or do they doing like parent swaps? Or? So they have like different types of parenting. Mm-hmm. So you got like the strict parents. You got like the negotiating parents. You got... The fuck are the negotiating parents? They like do the bargaining with their, with their children. Like they're selling their kids? No, no, no. But like that's in, in their relationship. It's not like authoritative. It's like... More of a camaraderie, like a friendship. Fuck that horse Kind shit. of thing. Go I'm on. just saying. Um, and so they... Helicopter parents, right? Child-led no, no, don't, parents. Don't, don't, don't put this shit up. Put this down. No, no, no. I'm telling you. Put this shit it's down. It's 12 families under the microscope. I They're, want this in your words. Okay, so then they make them do different things. So, like, the families go and they do the different things. Yeah. And then they compare. And, like, everyone's watching and then they compare and they judge each other. Yeah. And... Why is that, that a They did a rock climbing thing. That sounds they like the worst, go-karts. most boring, shitty shit that's ever shat I've ever heard in my entire life. Look, people love to see... People <laughs> yawning, especially when it's on a podcast. Uh, so people, much fun. People love to see, like, the train wrecks that are, like, other styles that aren't there, right? Yeah, but it's ABC. That... It's not going to be anything... Not like you're going to see a guy, like, backhand a kid because he, like... Did the dishes wrong? If you put that on TV, well, then I'm going to watch. But there is an episode, actually. Near lag. Okay. I just had to get that out before. Never know. I guess you'll know. never know. I'm not going to watch it because it's deplorable. That's it's not, not that's deplorable. Not, I mean, that's it's... not entertainment. That's not television. And that's so, not like a documentary either. It's right, just, the, but they have, watch people watch their kids. They have, like, conflicting goals on how to raise their families. But, you know, and then, like, they vote each other off. Wait, you're fucking kidding me, right? I'm not. No, they, like, vote. So, it's like, a competition it's show? It's a competition, and, like, they split What is it this up. fucking show? It's called The Parent Test, okay? Put your finger in. I'm just telling you. Researchers. I'm telling you. Okay? They compete. 
I don't know what they win, but... A new kid? A vacation? A new house? I'm not sure, but they... Hopefully nothing. They win. The most recent episode is Let's Talk About Sex. I'm moving on. Hey, everybody. This is Married in Movies, where we're married and we're parents and we have a kid, but instead of analyzing how we parent and talk about how other people parent, we watch a fuck ton of movies and we talk about those movies. We analyze those movies. Like, there are kids on the parent test. Um, I'm not in a great mood. <laughs> how, how, I don't know how people could have told that. Uh, so, here we are. Um, I'm tired. I've had a long week. Long couple weeks. Long, I've had a long life. Um, <laughs> thanks for laughing like that. And <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. How about just world problems? Everyone has a hard life. Life's hard. No, but what it you sucks, said, then you die. You that's, said you, that's the end of it. You said that you've had a long life. You're lucky you've lived this long. It's been close. You're lucky you've lived this long. Um, <laughs> I said like a threat. I didn't mean that. It's uh, on tape. Eh, whatever. Uh, it is February 2nd. Happy Groundhog Day. We should, watch, we should watch Groundhog Day. Um, you didn't time this out at all. That's okay. I was when we actually do watch Groundhog Day, it's just gonna be the rest of the episodes for the year. Um, you get it? <laughs> oh my! So, yeah, last weekend was a great weekend. Uh, I think that's why I'm in a bad mood because it was just such a short period of time. It's already over. Royal Rumble weekend was last weekend. And it was it was one for the ages. It was a great time. We did the usual things. We went to Top Golf. We played games. Of course, we had the actual Rumble event here for the first time at the new house with tons of people. We had like ten people staying here at one time. Um, we ate ten dozen crispy cream donuts in forty eight hours. That's that's inaccurate. I told it to my mom today, and my mom had to like double check the numbers like two or three times she's like wait wait hold on how many i'm like 10 dozen she's like it's 10 times 12 i'm like yep that's 120 donuts 120 she's like how many people do you have there <laughs> like she was crunching the math just to make sure like at best and worst how quickly my cholesterol is going to kill me uh we'll all be there together kid yeah it was impressive and by the way we didn't we got those donuts delivered so, uh, there was no effort exerted besides just our fingers ordering them on our phones. But, true, it was, it was a great weekend. Couldn't ask for more. We had so much food and so many drinks and so many other things just floating around in our bodies that um, it was a grand time. And now I'm just back to, like, working. And we have Disney coming up this weekend, which is naturally stressful. Yeah, um, because they don't make it easy. No, they don't. It's, it's the most convoluted, complicated, shitty fuck. You have to make a reservation. And you have to, like, reserve times to do this thing. And then you try to do things another way. And you can't get them because things are already gone. And then you have to have food reservations. And everything costs fucking so much. And it's like, can I just fucking get on Figment? Period. And then just live life? No, it's Disney. You have to make it fucking difficult. Um, we're also got our cruise coming up. And we're doing our taxes. February, February, once I'm on a boat in, like, two weeks' time. Uh, I also found out there's a limit on alcohol. Even though I have the unlimited package. It's you, 15 drinks a day. I guarantee you I'm going to run into that at least one day. At least one day I'm going to run into that. And I am going to get thrown off the boat. <laughs> because of it. Um, probably the first day. 
Please don't. I'll do my best. Uh, besides all that, in the midst of all this, I was able to watch uh, something. It's been, a, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Did we watch anything else, possibly? No. I can't remember. Or have no. I watched anything else? No, I don't know. Oh, you know, I can tell. I can pull up my handy-dandy uh, letterbox Your handy-dandy notebook? Yes. Who, uh, I just found out that he was going to be at a... At Mechacon. Yeah. I knew that. Chevy Chase and a bunch of other weird people. It's a very weird, weird crew. Um, no, I did not. Yeah, I did not. Uh, what I did watch, however, yesterday was, um, you know, it, Oscar nominations are out. Things have started to hit streamers. I definitely want to see Tar, which I will find the two and a half hours to do at some point with the midst of everything going on. I took the time to instead just turn my brain off for an hour and 45 minutes and watched Violent Night on Peacock. It is the action comedy Christmas movie that did very well in the box office at the end of last year starring David Harbour. John Leguizamo, Beverly D'Angelo. It's a weird cast. Uh, And yeah, it's just a super violent R-rated movie about a despondent Santa who ends up saving a little girl and her family from uh, terrorists, essentially, on Christmas Eve. Uh, What a blast. It it knows what it is. Doesn't take itself too seriously. David Harbour, I could watch, read the fucking phone book. It's gory. It's absurd and I dug it and I think you dig it I did not know you wanted to see it yes I wanted to see it I, that's that is definitely not your kind of movie on oh, the great. surface oh, great. but I think you will like it so me thinking that you didn't want to see it was based off of what it seemed like and what it actually is I think you'll like it also a little bit of heartwarming too I got choked up a couple times in fucking violent night and I was like I'm just a sad sack of shit now well yeah I mean yeah I've been trying to tell you that for for years yeah thanks babe um. Yeah, that's what I watched. Anything else that you have to add before we get into today's movie? No, I don't have the time to do stuff like that. Well, good for you. Watch things outside of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The movie we watched is Young Frankenstein, which was the movie that you selected for winning the last reading challenge. If I'm yes. not mistaken, yes. correct? Yeah, I yes. believe so. So there'll be no nominations or anything at the end of this. It'll just be what we're doing. Okay. Sorry, I have to readjust my Mm -hmm. here. Okay. The funniest comedy of all time. Hilarious, says the New York Times. Mel Brooks's monstrously crazy tribute to Mary Shelley's classic pokes hilarious fun at just about every Frankenstein movie ever made. Summoned by a will to his late grandfather's castle in Transylvania... Young Dr. Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, soon discovers a scientist's step-by-step manual explaining how to bring a corpse to life. Assisted by the hunchbacked Igor, Marty Feldman, sorry, hang on, take this in my mm-hmm. and the curvaceous Inga, Terry Gar, he creates a monster, Peter Boyle, who only wants to be loved. Cloris Leachman, Madeline Kahn, Kenneth Mars and Gene Hackman co-star in this inspired vision of lunacy. Very good. Thank you very much. You are welcome. So why, after dozens and dozens of 
episodes building to the end of the reading challenge, why was this your selection? And you answer me. I well, I'm trying to like think and what are you thinking about? Well, I like this movie a lot. Insightful. Um, it is a classic, and mm-hmm. I just been wanting to watch it. Um, we had been watching Clue. I'm a really big fan of Madeline Kahn, um, you know, and this was just the one that I I, I picked. Uh, what are you doing with your foot and the blanket? Don't you're not a cat. Just talk. Don't get distracted by I can't help it. I do get distracted because it's like the weirdest most unnecessary thing. I just really wanted to watch it. It, It's a great movie. I just had the had the urge to to pick it and watch it. And also it was like the first one on my possible noms list. So I was like, let's just go with that. Cool, great. Uh, <laughs> Such an asshole. You could at least pretend to be interested. I, I would have been if you had an interesting answer. <laughs> you didn't. Maybe if you weren't fucking around with that blanket, I would have been able to formulate a proper response. So that you could have nobody in the room and you wouldn't be able to formulate a coherent sentence at the time. So we almost had a special guest, uh, a, a, a guest star series episode snuck in here. When um, Rip Camelucci was here uh, for the Rumble weekend, he had a bit of an extended stay, and we had, we had good fun uh, doing several things with one another. I mean, that sounds like that we sounds so weird. You guys were just jerking each other off. But instead of spitting on his butthole, uh, we went and uh, did some flea market things, which is basically the same thing. This is for in his Rich, top yes. five favorite movies of all time. So he was definitely interested in, in appearing on the show. But ultimately, we just ran out of time to do so. And I was going to kind of unveil this when he was here. If we did do it and did do it for the show, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie from beginning to end. What? I had never seen this movie from start to finish. I've caught most of it. Really? I've caught most of it on cable um, throughout my years. Uh, but I never seen the movie from start to finish. Um, the same goes for Blazing Saddles, believe it or not. So I love Mel Brooks. Get the fuck out of my house! I'm just the, you love Mel Brooks, but you haven't seen two of his most. I mean, the, probably the two most well notable and famous right. ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what the fuck are? You, how are you a fan of? Mel, what are you a fan of Mel Brooks for? The producers, the producers, Spaceballs. Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> true, true story. Cool, cool. So I'm so glad that in one sentence, you completely flipped the credibility no. of... I still like great movies of his and Dracula dead and loving it, which is, is a, a cult classic, but um, it, it just was a blind spot. And now I have filled said blind spot, well, part of it, because I still have to watch all of Blazing Saddles, uh... Yeah, but I can still know and appreciate what the movie is and what it is. So what is what is your background? Like, why did you... This is one of my mom's favorite movies. So, from your mom. Okay, I was From my sure. mom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I grew up watching this movie. It's been, a, it's been a few years, a few years, probably about 10 years since I've seen it. But 
it's just it's a classic. It's you know one of those it it, it pokes so much fun at itself, and it's got all of the the things that you could like want in this kind of of movie. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit, like those like what makes a monster movie. Well, we watched um, Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just a great movie. It's got, she's got a lot of balls and I love it. Yeah, it's, so it being one of Rich's five favorite movies, I feel like I'm on a eggshells here talking about anything either minorly negative or superfluously positive. Right, but it's not, it's not without its flaws because it, it's, a 1970s Mel Brooks movie, yeah. right? That that may not. So I mean, it's 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 a classic. It's fantastic. It's a classic. I love it's it. It's got some great, yeah. It, it it's a wonderful send up of the genre, like from the get. Mm-hmm. If there's something genre wise that it can tackle, it's going to. So, right. Well, that's what I was trying to say, like the, it takes the old timey credits mm-hmm. and like the way that. The, the the edits work with, you know, the different dissolves and, 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 and camera tricks. It's, it, it makes you feel and think like you're watching. Well, the black and white. Well, yeah, yeah. That was Purposely, yeah. So, yeah, so it, it puts you in there and makes you feel like, you know, at times you're watching this legitimately monsterific movie. But then it's rightfully nutty, pretty much... Right, right away. All when, the way through, yeah. I mean, from, like, the very first thing when, like, someone's, like, ripping uh, the thing out of the corp, the dead body's hands from the oh, casket. Yeah. And um, Gene Wilder with a straight face saying his name was Frankenstein. You know. Um, Frankenstein. It, it's, it's 100 miles an hour from the get-go. My thing with it is I was impressed... With how evergreen 90% of the comedy is in this. Mm -hmm. Because what we found a lot with these older movies is they're they're an unfortunate product of its time. And I don't even mean from like cancelable things or, you know, content. I mean, stylistic comedy, you know, uh whether it be vaudeville or slapstick or um, the very, very, uh, like, satirical, you know, style of, like, the Airplane movies and the Zucker Brothers and uh, just blue humor, blue humor, wee humor. Like, there's so many subsets of the comedy mm-hmm. genre that over time, no matter which ones they are, they tend to suffer over time. They just do. Like... You'll never laugh as hard as you will nine time, 9.999 times out of 10 as you yeah. will the second, third, fourth, tenth time you've seen a comedy. And this, for the most part, gets by with that because it's just so simple and effective and earnest and despite the fact that it's a Frankenstein story, kind of real. Like, it, it plays itself up in its world, in like, oh, yeah. in like the perfect it way. It embraces it yeah. so well. And yeah, I think you're, you, you're spot on. And like what it 
you know, it's so true to that story, but then it doesn't shy away from, like, the verbal humor, the physical humor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, got so much physical humor, with it, so it, it's largely slapstick. Um, it's very much got the witty wordplay and kind of the, the quick quip vaudeville. The what? Tit the tat quit. I had it right the, the first what? time. Let me repeat it. Quick quip. The what? Quick quip. What? Quick quip. Cool quip? Yeah. Um, but also, like, the sight gags of, like... The know, hump movie. <laughs> well, the, well, the sight gags of the hump movie, of course, but also meant, like, uh, like the signs that are saying... Uh, I'm trying to think of a specific example. Uh, like, there's a lot of, like, sight gags, yes, in terms of physical comedy, but also with, you know, even reading things and verbalization. And also, just flat stupidity. <laughs> Like there is a, a a level of genius stupidity at play here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that comes specifically from Mel Brooks, who's been doing it and still kind of doing it. We were just we just watched finished Celebrity Jeopardy here a minute ago, and I already knew it was happening. But the fact that a History of the World Part Two Hulu series is coming out in a couple months, um, and he's writing it and producing it at ninety some odd years old. Goes about saying, you know, his longevity and his genius, but also Gene Wilder, who, you know, they did this together, um, mm-hmm. is just, it, it's largely flawless. Um, and it also manages to take itself seriously in points, and it sails when that happens because it either takes itself seriously to the point where it becomes funny. Or it takes itself seriously, and it just heightens the the level of parody and satire that it's working with. Um, like when they're bringing the monster to life. Yes. It like that whole stretch. Like I kind of forgot for a second. I'm like, oh damn! Like this is kind of like tense, and I know what's gonna happen, but what's gonna happen? Yeah. You know. And then they're playing charades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like it's 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 amazing. Um, well, this is this is your movie. So, what what is what are some of your favorite parts, favorite scenes? What, oh, I, I, what I makes mean, you, what makes you tick with this? I mean, I just think it just. I think the overall. I just think overall, it's such a a great job. Like you know, you open on like you're in like the this um, the demonstration, the the med school, right? And I was always like this is what med school's like. Like, I don't want to go. Like, I always thought, oh, like, yeah. that Like that was my expectation of, like, just sitting in this, you know, um, I don't know, auditorium, right? But it goes from that, and you think, oh, gosh, it's going to be, like, such a serious, like, serious take on the story. And then it just goes batshit with, like, you know, how it escalates the name he stabs himself with the scalpel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all, like then it starts to go off the rails, and then, then you get to Transylvania, and it's just like it just doesn't stop for me. It's just awesome. I love the introduction of the characters. Um, everyone has a great introduction. Every everyone has a great introduction, and they do a really good job of like building those like bu- building those connections. Um, all across there, and yeah, I mean, like you you said it, like 
the gags are, are really what, what makes this movie, but it's not just about that. Like, it does have, like, an actual, like, through story. Um, I really like the discovery of the bookcase the bookcase scene is the bookcase amazing. scene is hilarious i love, I love that scene um like you said about bringing bringing him to life i love the um inspector kemp character and like those quirks it just cracks me up mm. when they're not my favorite interacting oh i just love like the monocle over the eye patch and well that that's so funny and, yeah and like all of all of that um yeah, I just, it's just, you know, I just love how it comes full circle with, like, that. And then I love the putting on the Ritz scene. You can't not love I the mean, putting on the Ritz scene. That might fuck me in the fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, my, my God. My phone. It's like the third time I've done that in two days. What fucking idiot keeps dropping? Do we need a drop stop for the couch? There's a big gaping hole in this couch. Keep talking for like five seconds I get my phone. I, or five, like a minute. I just really wanted to make sure you had your, you were able to say your piece. Um, but I, I put, have it, never the mind. Putting Shut on up. the Ritz I scene. have it now. Shut up. <laughs> Didn't take that long. Um, that's going to be like like one of the top five funniest scenes in movie history. Still, I mean, right? because it's just like watching it for the first time, I can't even imagine. Like, I don't remember. My what? reaction for the first time I watched. Did you drop your pen now? I don't remember my reaction the first time I watched it, right? Because it was so long ago. But just like you think, oh my God, like look at this progress that they've made. They're going to put on like this fabulous like show. And then it's that. And it's just. It was in the book. <laughs> Yeah, great progress. It's just, it, I just think that it was really unexpected. But then once it happens, it's like, how did I expect it to be anything right. other than that? Yeah. You know, like, it's just really great. Um, I mean, just... Like, it's <laughs> yeah, it's so just so funny. Funny. So it's funny. The, it's a great buildup. It's and like, a great setup. Yeah, and Gene Wilder just keeps going. Like, he's not even, like, phased by it's, it. It's just the funniest fucking thing. It just, Eat your heart out, taco. Yeah, it's just really um, wonderful. Um, yeah, between that, the bookcase, and then I also love the, uh, the, the, the Gene Hackman blind man scene. It is just so fucking funny. Uh, I was going to make espresso. And it, and it shouldn't be, right? Like, right, it shouldn't be at all. It's like, at this point, it's like low-hanging fruit. You know, fifty years later, almost. Yeah. Of haha, blind man, funny, and bad things happen, right? Like that's Mister Magoo. <laughs> like that already existed before this, even, right? Right. But when you just have, you know, established actors that are committed to it, and you have just a framework in place that you're just sending up stuff that's normally like so straight laced. Mm-hmm. It just fucking works. And that's that's the thing I took away from it was the levels at which this was able to righteously parody things like the flower girl and like how exaggerated 
you know, like Frank's actions and motions and 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 speech or 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 dialogue is like that that's just straight out of those fucking yeah. films. Yeah. Um and even if you didn't know of those and you're watching the movie, you still think they're funny or you still think they're effective without even the knowledge behind it, which mm-hmm. is sometimes tricky when you're when you're making a reference or you're sending something up, if people don't get it, like I think this is a fuck, it's, it's almost blasphemy to bring up like these movies in talking about this movie, but like all those like disaster movie and epic movie and meet the Spartans and all that fucking shit. Like the problem with those things were, besides the fact that they were just utter trash, that there was a shelf life to all those references. Yeah, absolutely. Initially. Like, Absolutely. you can't watch one of those movies and like, oh, look at that Juno parody. Like, who we, gives a fuck? Yeah, we but just, but we just... We but just, if you don't get them, initially, like, if you didn't watch those movies or you had to go for something that was so, um, like, so lowest common denominator and low-hanging fruit that, at that point, it doesn't become funny because everyone already knows it. So if you dig a little deeper, then you're not... You're losing people, potentially. Whereas this, it didn't have to do that at any point. Well, yeah, and I think I think part of that is also because it chose this story. It's like, who doesn't know the story of Frankenstein, right? Like, you may not know all the minutiae, but you know the basic concept of the story, right? And so playing off of those things, I think, makes it a lot more, like, digestible to, to people. And you get a lot more freedom because you're not yeah. pigeon-held into... Oh, we have to like parody this specific thing that happened at mm-hmm. this specific time. It's like a generational thing, yeah. Rather than than you know something specific like you just said. Um, and even stuff. So I do have some nitpicks and and some minor complaints, but for even things that I mentioned just a minute ago that feel easy nowadays. They work because of the craftsmanship at hand, but also because the fact that you have an appreciation for, like, when this was and how, like, risque or, to your point earlier, ballsy they were. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie ends on a big dick joke. And, like, big, uh, there's, like, tons of big dick jokes in this movie. Yeah, man. Um, And it's just fucking, it's just fucking funny and it works. It's funny. And it leads to a happy ending, if you know what I mean. Hey. Uh, But, yeah, it's... It's just thoroughly impressive what this movie's been able to do to stand the test of time. The The front of the movie has the claim that it's the funniest movie ever. I'm actually curious to see. I don't remember where this la- landed on the AFI 100 Years, 100 Laughs. I do believe that Blazing Saddles was higher. Um, list of films. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, Young Frankenstein was 13. Uh, but... <laughs> Just so you show the crashes you're working in, in the top 13 movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brooks has three of them. Yep. He has this at 13, The Producers at 11, and then Blazing Saddles at 6. Which is just... That's wild. I'm so sad these aren't around anymore. I'm sure... I, I thought they did well uh, with TV ratings. And also, who gives a fuck now? TV ratings, the parent! Trap or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Is on on a fucking weekly basis. Fantastic. It, it's Parent-tastic. almost it's almost definitely probably due to rights and, and whatever else. But like let's update these lists because 
I would love to see this movie still up there with, yep, yep. you know, I mean, this this came out in, like, 99, I want to say. It came out in 2000. It's, like, the most modern movie on this list oh, wow. is, like, there's something about Mary. And it's like, okay, it's been 25 years. Let's let's fix this list up, huh? You know? But then the problem's going to be you're going to have things too modern, you're going to have things too old, and people aren't going to watch, and yada, yada, yada. So, um, does he have any other ones on here? I'm actually curious. Curious. I don't think he does. I'm trying to scan through quickly and see. That's James L. Brooks for Broadcast News. Um, Albert Brooks for Lost in America. Mm. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, getting three <laughs> that high up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do think this one is probably, in retrospect regarded the highest because the other two I think are a little bit more controversial um, especially nowadays like and don't, don't I mean the producers I mean both are controversial at the time but the producers you know having you know the Nazi stuff and Blazing Saddles having some of like the race stuff this kind of is able to kind of skate in between you know yeah it's the like one. the one that probably is able to age the best because it's like the has the least offensive material in it. Right. Cuz like dick jokes aren't ever going to get old. You know what I mean? Like Sure ain't not on my watch. I know it. Um I was also going to point out that this also was just like the producers but I think less famously made into a musical. Um that I don't think did very well. I've like never heard anything about it. Me neither. That's news to me. Yeah, it was made into a musical in 2007 on Broadway. It got mixed reviews, and it closed after about it closed after about like two years. Um, but it's got another, you know, revised versions in London and whatnot. So, um, what complaints or what what did you not like about the movie? Um, I like, I, there are some things that I feel like they could have cut down. You know, they, they, I liked the first introduction of, no, didn't like the first introduction of Inspector Kemp, like in the, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it was, the trial room. Yeah, yeah, the judge and jury room, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I liked his interaction with them at, at. The the manor at the mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there were just some of those scenes that I, I was like, I kind of get it because it gives you some of the backstory, but it didn't feel like it was necessary for the to move the plot forward. So just some, like, extraneous scenes I could have done without. Like that one. Um, I get, like, the fiancé scenes and stuff and, like, Think about the train station and everything. Um, yeah, there, there's some bits that just go on a right. little like, too long. Right, like I get it. Like or get called back a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah, like they they said like the whole like the kissing thing, like no tongues, whatever. Like you know, you could have done that in one scene, not three scenes. Well, I mean, kind of thing. It, there was a, an attempt to heighten and escalate. Sure, uh, sure. My thing was there was a lot of bits that kind of didn't follow rule of threes or follow the rule of, you know... Infinity. Infinity to try to, like, really hit the audience over the head with it. Like, uh, Igor like, continuing breaking the fourth wall. 
Like, yeah. after the first couple times, it just, it, it's not funny. It just, it just loses its luster. Uh, I do think it drags when, um, you know, we're basically near the end and then Elizabeth, like, comes to visit. Mm-hmm. And it's just made in a way to, you know, add some additional humor and drama to the situation. Because yeah. of what he's already done with Inga. And it just doesn't work. I mean, they, they, they make it work. Be, Madeline Kahn makes it work because she's fucking amazing. She's amazing. Um, and, and Peter Boyle as well. Uh, and I will say, I'm a little let down by the ending. Like, just the whole, you know, he, you know, kind of has the speech and, you know, it leads to a honky door. But I don't know, I was expecting a little bit more because I really wasn't keen on, the, like, the rest of the movie post putting on the Ritz. Mm. Like, I, I wasn't really aware of what it was when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's how it ends? Okay, you know, I I don't know what I was expecting there. It just wasn't that. It just yeah, it just wasn't. Kind of like how I was with like Rocket Man and stuff. <sighs> sure, if you want to make that comparison, uh, and there's really not that much problem. So I think the most problematic thing in the movie would probably be the 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 scene where Frankenstein and and Elizabeth like hook up. And he basically just like monster forces himself on her. But then, of course, because of his what's it called shrine. What's the what's the penis know. known as? I don't know. Here? I don't speak German, Chris. Why not? Uh, I'm gonna find it here. Hold on, it's here. It's here. Uh, I'm gonna find it. Enormous Schwanstucker. Okay. Um. Say that three times fast. Schwanstucker. 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 Let's say a toy boat. Toy. Boat. No, toy, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Do it fast. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. <laughs> Your tongue just fell out. Um, <laughs> that's for you, Topa. Uh, yeah, so that that's really it, though. There wasn't anything too, too offensive or... No, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, it, it, it gets pretty... It gets by pretty... Yeah. Pretty well. Um, pardon me. Let's get an MVP and LVP then, shall we? Uh, where do you want to start? Somewhere. We can start at LVP. I think that'll be fairly easy. Fairly easy? Okay, let me hear it. This brown-nosing motherfucker in the demonstration that kept asking those questions, I was like, this bitch, who, who is this? And why has he got to be such a dipshit? I just thought it was... You're talking about the medical student? Yeah, yeah, that... Yep. The... Nerdo... Nerdo... LVP. Brown-nosing bastard. I don't think he did anything wrong. Look, I do. <laughs> he just... Was terrible. I don't think he was bad. He was playing that... No, he was brown bad. Brown-nosy, snooty no, character. No, could have been... He could have done it better. So I have to. You're probably going to say no to both. No. No. My my biggest no. my biggest no. gripe or complaint about the movie no. is the Inspector no. Kemp, Kemp character. Oh, I thought it just it just it's just not funny to me, and I don't think it's because of the characterization. Because to your point earlier, with the monocle over the eye patch and like the arm and yeah, stuff, the like that arm. stuff is funny. But I think that the way that uh, Kenneth Mars plays it just loses something. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. 
hit with me. Um, I did not realize that he was the voice of King Triton in The Little yeah. Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't change my opinion or anything. I'm just saying. Uh, my other pick, Cloris Leachman. Oh, I did not like Cloris Leachman. That's a good one. I didn't like her. As I blocked Frau her out. Luker. <laughs> um, which yeah, is a gag I didn't really get. Like, why does the horse neigh every single time he's, her name I is said? I don't know what that means in, in German. I don't speak German. It's probably horse, I'm guessing. Uh, Rich, answer me this question when you hear it. Uh, but she just didn't fit with, like, the zaniness of it all. She just felt out of place. I think she... she She's, the she, character fit, but she took it too seriously. Yeah, she was wooden and wasn't funny. Yeah, I forgot about her. And I think that's I the look, sign... That's a sign of it being the LVP because I forgot about her. Yeah, I love Cloris Leachman. She's very funny in other things. And it's probably like all time blast people be like, she's funny in Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard, but Look, she's not man. funny in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's mine. So that's who we're going with, Cloris Leachman? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that, that sucks, but that's, that's the way that it is. Yeah, fuck you, Cloris Leachman. Hey, she died last year. Take it easy. Well, have some respect at least for a couple years and then you can shit all over her. Um, let me update my list here. I believe that is Cloris Leishman's first uh, first anything. First uh, negative uh, first LVP if you will on the show. Uh, MVP. It's going to be a hard one I think. I don't think that it is. Mm. I I think it's pretty obvious. There is there is one person that if they were in, if Madeline Kahn's in two more scenes, it's her. Uh, Madeline Kahn. She is, is this close. Madeline Kahn from is stealing it away. Amazing. At the end of this, like her in the scene, the aforementioned scene with the monster. Kind of almost getting seduced, and then her basically as the bride with the hair. Yeah, and then her seducing him, and like that. That it's so fucking flop. funny. It's and so funny. And I, I didn't. I didn't think uh, to your point earlier about like the the tongue stuff. Like her, obviously, like reserved. For yeah. lack of a better term, like cock teasing nature, yeah. mm-hmm. which which would have been better because they originally wanted her to have like. Like showing more cleavage and be more of like a voluptuous like yep. sex symbol, yeah. And they couldn't really get away with it because it was the fucking early to mid seventies. Uh, I, I thought all that stuff was funny, and it would have been even funnier if they were able to go what they want to go with it. But she's just ultimately not in it enough to just take it over. Um, she's definitely better than Terry Gar. I still think Terry Gar is fine. Yeah, Ter- Terry Gar is fine. I don't think she. Yeah, she was. She was fine. I, but I think it could have been anybody doing yeah. that. I don't think anyone else could have done that Madeline Kahn role justice. Right. Uh, and Marty Feldman is also oh. awesome. Amazing. So, just, so quick-witted. I mean... It, it's so natural. Like, you were saying, like, he breaks the fourth wall a lot. And every, it's just so... And, like, he has so many asides that aren't necessarily always breaking the fourth wall. Just, like, little quips and things. And it's just so natural. Yep. It's, like, it's not put on or anything and it just is really uh, does such a great job oh and ultimately i decided to not pursue him as an mvp candidate because uh, you know he did feel at times minorly a little bit too much like i, I the, don't think so but i think he was 
overshadowed from both a like a content like a there just wasn't enough for him right um and then also just by the performance of of the other yeah of the other I'm repeating the other, Gene Wilder's name would be the fucking movie Gene Wilder Gene Wilder it goes without saying but Gene Wilder is Gene Wilder it, it should have been preserved in a museum and embalmed or cryogenically frozen but bit uh, Gene Wilder is is amazing it's it's so crazy and especially because for the most part in this he plays the straight man most like most of the way through until like that flip he's like there's nobody the, funnier but and at keeps being the str- straight man exactly and and el- and like and elevating it, it up yes elevating yes it and and still being funny while reacting to things right. and and being that straight man and getting in, you know, something under his breath or going over the top right. or, or like, with no, his body. No matter what, don't open the door. Don't, no matter what yeah. I say, then let me out of here, let me out of here, yeah. let me out of here, let me out Like, it's just like, yeah, sure. Has that bit been done before? I'm sure it has. But, but has it been no done one, like that? No. That's a That's the perfect way to put it. There is nothing that he does that he created. Right. Right? They're all comedy staples or tropes that have mm-hmm. that have worked before, then, and since. Uh, but the things that he does do... Nobody does it. I like don't him. think many people, if any, did them better than him. I agree. And, th- like, we don't have a Gene Wilder nowadays, and that sucks. Like, there are people that have, like, their comedy lanes... I wouldn't even say that he had a lane because he could be, he could do this and then he could do Willy Wonka and then he could do movies with Richard Pryor and he is now a multi-time MVP but the thing he's an MVP for is fucking Bonnie and Clyde which is a totally different role so he's almost also like this kind of like comedic and even dramatic chameleon where he makes you fucking feel but you always have this sense of like scary warmth with him. Yeah, and it, it just it, it, I think that's blows a really great way to put it. Like, you know, you're in for a ride when he when he's there, and it's and it's that authentic feeling, and I think it that scary warmth. I think is a really great way to to say it because, it, yeah, like you know, it's gonna be batshit, but it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's. This movie is nothing without him. Yeah, and also the fact that like a lot of this stuff was like came from his brain. Like it oh, was yeah. like, his ideas, collaboration. It's it's you know. Absolutely. Um shout out to Peter Boyle as well. Peter Boyle. I mean, it's a great physical comedic performance on top Just, like, of the eyebrows, the Yeah. You know, like it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And I think he does a good job. Gene Hackman, great. Glad to see he tried out his comedy chops there. Getting ready for the birdcage. Getting ready for the birdcage. Um, yeah. Is this your favorite Mel Brooks movie? Um, I think I think it is my favorite Mel Brooks movie, yes. You're not a Blazing Saddles type person, really. I, okay. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> yeah, so why'd you say it like that? Like no, you really... I just you you've passed so many judgments over me during this episode alone. Oh, not just this episode, just well, I know every episode, and then in life as well. 
Yes. It's very easy and fun to do. Um, Makes me self-conscious because I'm like, is that, like, what kind of vibe do I give off? I invoke my Fifth Amendment rights. Also, I like how at the, like, the time, at least to me, thinking back on the time, kind of like how, like, not groundbreaking, but unique and high concept this this premise was and now i feel like it's done a lot where you go towards like a source material and you say like well what if they had a kid or what happened afterwards or 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 especially in like the prequels you know the prequel age like that kind of stuff but like for the time this must have been really fucking cool i don't know if there was anything else that was like this um taking you know a classic book and then in turn a classic movie and classic series of movies and being like, well, let's, you know, what if that he had a, a descendant that didn't want anything to do with it? And mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, goes kind of crazy and, and does want anything to do with it. And it totally switches genres. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty nuts. Pretty, pretty ballsy. And it's pretty, it's pretty well, they're actually kind of doing something similar with it to a much lesser extent this year. With the movie, I think it's called Renfeld. It's um, with Nicholas Holt, and he's Renfeld, so like the Dracula assistant, and he's like trying to get out of that life. He's going to like, you know, like AA for it or what you know what the equivalent is. Um, but he also has like abilities and powers from what Dracula has given him, and he wants to do good. And then of course Dracula comes and like fucks everything up. So it's kind of like this like action comedy, but set in like the Dracula world. And Nicholas Cage is Dracula. Cool. It looks, it looks good. It looks fun. It looks, looks all right. Okay. Um, yeah, but what, is there any other, so, The Mummy has just always just been The Mummy. Well, the, the, the Abbott and Costello movies. You yeah, know, that, yeah. They kind of got sent, sent up there, but, and then, you know, the aforementioned Dracula Dead and Loving It was, I, I feel like, Mel going back to the well and didn't work, you know, entirely. I fucking love that movie. The movie's hilarious to me. Um... But, yeah, I, I think we should you know, make make horror, like... Make horror fun again. Well, horror is very fun right now. We've been talking about it with all the movies I've been watching um, as of late. You know, it's, make it's classic elevated. Horror, it's make classic horror fun. That's again. more so what it is. I, as I, I want things to... I want... If you're going to use source material things, like, do it in an... Elevated and thorough way, not just. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is Top Chef, man. It's Top Chef. <sighs> Elevated. I hate this. Um, cool. What else on Young Frankenstein? Hope Rip. Hopefully, we did the, the film I justice. Hope so. um, I counted nine swerves in oh, this movie. Great. Okay. So it's the most. You're gonna so list far them every week, or are you just gonna year. give us the number, please? You want me to list them? No, no, no. I said no. Were... No, no, no. I, that's the exact I could opposite. list them. No, 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 no. That's How exactly... are you going to know, though, if I'm accurate I, or not? I'm trusting you, babe. Swerve. It's pronounced franc That's not Fr- a swerve. It's a swerve because that's you think it's... That's not a swerve. Yeah, it is. What's the, the name the of the movie? What's the name? What's the name of the movie? Young Frankenstein. Fraudulent? It's Frankenstein, but no, it's Frankenstein. This is why I have to drive eighty-five to ninety percent of the conversation on this and then fucking the show. Because you're sitting here watching on. this movie, being like, "What can I say swerve. is a swerve? What can swerve. I say is a swerve?" Igor dropped the brain and he grabbed the abnormal one, the abnormal one. 
And you then, already did two. Come on, come on, come on. And then the monster, this up. They, um, they bring the monster back to life. They think it doesn't work. And then, swerve, his fingers move. He's alive. That, I'll allow that one. Yeah, bitch is alive. And then... <laughs> is that what your notes say? Yeah, that's what it says. His fingers oh move, bitch is alive. God. Then, more movie, more movie. And then, swerve, the blind man is Gene Hackman. You can't do... No, 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 no. I'm putting my foot down. No, no. You can't have a swerve... Be about casting. Swerve. It has to be something in but the movie. Swerve. Gene Hackman plays a blind man. That's a better one. We're going to... No, neither yeah. one no, works. No, it works. And then more movie, more movie. Swerve, his name is Frankenstein. Then he accepts it. That's please, a swerve because he was so against it. Please tell me your notes it. don't say more movie, more movie. No. And then the swerve. No, no. I'm just like and bypassing you also don't it. even have your notes like segmented. It's just literally... Just yeah. your brain droppings yeah, yeah, yeah. on top yeah. of one another. Swerve, the fiancé shows up. Allow that one. Swerve, she ends up with the monster. Allow that one. Swerve, the inspector's friendly and has sponge cake. You better allow that one because you did not see that one coming. That was a swerve. That was a swerve. <laughs> swerve, the monster got his brain and the scientist got his dick. Bring it down. <laughs> Nine swerves. One, two... Three, four, <laughs> five, six, Oh my seven, God, if I don't laugh, I'll eight, cry. Nine. Yeah, Swerve, nine, the nine, monster nine. got his brain, and the doctor got his dick. You didn't see that coming. That's What's a swerve. What's your fucking score, you son of a bitch? That's a fucking swerve, though. What's your score? I love this movie. It's a great movie. I just think it's, it's a lot of fun. It's yep. got a lot of swerves. It's a, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't. It has nine swerves. We just went over them. Do you need me to go over them again? I'm going to give a nine for nine swerves. I'm also giving it a nine. For nine. Not for nine <laughs> swerves. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. I was going to say And then we were never you... going to do this episode again. I was going to say it because you, you, burn <laughs> the roots. You literally make me like a brainless, stupid monster. Oh, that's what's that's what's happened to you. <laughs> like you. <laughs> You've happened to me. You're laughing like a fucking mad scientist. <laughs> Next week's the curious case of Benjamin Button. Maybe because it's three hours. It might be the wedding singer. Uh, it might be easier, but we we have to watch the other one anyway. Plus, we're gonna be recording in the next week or two uh, our next guest star show. Which, uh, we don't know the movie yet, um, but uh, Keaton and Kim are working on it. Because also we're in preparation time for the cruise. So we may very well may miss an episode of the podcast uh, sometime in the next three weeks. Uh, because we are very, very busy uh, prepping, prepping that and just life. life and work. And then after that we got Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Born on the 4th of July. And then we are just six short weeks away from announcing the winners of the Mullet Awards. So make sure you're going to arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets and voting in our annual award show for the best and worst of what we watched on the show last year. Um, and while you're at it, check out everything else we got going on on arcadeaudio.net, uh, like this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you like those shows, go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Um, you can catch Samantha and I on a couple of these other shows. Myself, Podswoggle, who just wrapped up it's limited run until probably about WrestleMania. We'll do a WrestleMania show. And the Blank Slate, where we currently have our Dream Blunt Rotation Draft, 
for the month of January with Tope. I do believe the next draft uh, would probably have to miss February because of everything I just said. But we are going to have Tony Colt on the show because he was offended he was not invited to the Dream Blunt Rotation episode. I know. That that was an oversight on our it, part. It was, it, he's been very, very busy with his, uh, with his uh, new career. So, you know, Rich and I didn't think to include him, but we will rectify that with something that's probably sports related so you might have to set the next one out no i'm gonna um, i'm gonna do it okay. and it's going to piss you all off so much that you're there yeah you're right um you don't have to be mean facebook.com like you could be movies. playful mean but you're just fucking cruel oh cruel mean is hilarious to me facebook.com slash married movies at mary w movies on twitter married movies at gmail.com let us know what you think of the show for me at your host mom 38 on instagram for you a chip with your Sam. You're not that good of an actress. Um, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash podboggle. Uh, full disclosure, I've written like 600 words of what's supposed to be airing this, uh, supposed to be posted this week. Uh, and it is 10.40 and I have to edit this um, because this airs the next day. And we have other things to do, like prepare for Epcot tomorrow, or Epcot Saturday. So uh, next week will be <laughs> one night only, the first ever UK only WWF pay-per-view. Anything else? As you continue to pretend to be sad. No. I said no. Just because you're pretending to be sad doesn't mean you can't add things to the content and quality of the show. It's going to make them meaner. It doesn't matter. You're going to be mean regardless. Why would I waste my energy on you? Oh, now we are. That's what I think about you. That's romantic and sweet. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Let the movie! That was the get on your bikes and ride guy. <laughs> that's, for, that's for the two of us and Rip. <laughs>